Hey there, it's time once again for the Meaningful Measurable Marketing Podcast. I'm Jen Carroll. And I'm Annalisa Hilliard. Together, we are the Dames of Data Dames Marketing. As the Dames, Jen and I are marketing strategy consultants who help our clients align marketing, business goals, and measure results that matter. As longtime friends, we avidly consume and critique all kinds of drinks, spend as much time outdoors as possible, and are always learning. We also strive to stay on top of what's happening in our industry. Our goal with this podcast is to look at today's biggest marketing trends, many requiring enterprise-level teams and budgets to fully implement, and try to apply them in ways that make sense for small to mid-sized businesses. We hope you'll subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. You can connect with Jen and me via our website, datadamesmarketing.com, or on LinkedIn, where we do most of our social media networking. So here we are today on the Data Dames podcast, and we are trying something new. We have invited... Oh. <laughs> we have invited a guest today to join us. I'm welcoming uh, Denise Hobson. She is the marketing director, Great Lakes Region of Visual Edge Technology. Hey, Denise. Hello there. Hey, nice to have you with us. Welcome to the show. I know. The podcast Thank you. show. I know. And <laughs> and we're going to get started right away with the serious stuff. Um, oh. I know. I know. It's, um, it's hard. It's a Friday. so I know. Um, so sure. I'd love for you to tell folks a little bit about yourself and then tell them what you're drinking today. <laughs> in that order. Like I said, in that right. Yeah, make sure all, you're in, in that all order. seriousness. Okay. A uh, little about me. Okay. So I am, the, like you said, the director for the Great Lakes region. And locally, what that means is uh, marketing for graphic enterprises and CopyCo. Mm -hmm. We are an office technology company. And that includes offices in Michigan as well. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> I am not drinking anything exciting. Uh, I'm drinking green tea with honey right now. Ooh. Hey, I just had that. Yeah, that's an Annalisa favorite. Yeah. I know. Okay, all right. Are, are you doing iced or, or hot? Hot. Okay, good. I know. It kind of, yeah. it's, it's, it's November. It's that time of year. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. I just finished drinking a really large mug of Ohio Tea Company. Kenyan tea, so with a little bit of, oh. I know, with a little bit of cream and sugar, so I do it the British way. We got some some black Kenyan tea, and uh, that's how I was uh, handling my afternoon. <laughs> what? I know, just uh, a little kick of caffeine to finish the day here. <laughs> mm -hmm. We are going to do our small business shout out. But we're going to do a little bit, a little bit of something different today. Um, we're going to let Denise take the floor, and she's going to give her shout out today. Okay, cool. Um, I just would love to give a shout out to an organization called Compassion Delivered, hmm. and they are a nonprofit in Stark County, and their main focus is to uh, create, cook, and deliver a nutritious meals to. Um, to folks who have cancer or basically if, if they have some sort of life-threatening illness mm. that um, they're spending their time either in cancer treatments or other treatments and they're not really getting nutrition. The last thing on their mind is a nutritious meal. So uh, mm -hmm. what this organization does is they work with the hospitals 
and uh, get referrals from them and people apply and then they make all these meals, they deliver them to them. And even through COVID, that is one thing that they wanted to make sure that these people still had access. They even went above and beyond, like delivering groceries and everything and other things that they needed. So, yeah, so it's a great organization and I fully support them. And I think they are absolutely amazing for what they do. Wow, I have not, I didn't even know that was going on right here in, uh, in our backyard. What's it called again? Compassion Delivered. Compassion Delivered. Do they have a website? They do. It's um, CompassionDelivered.org. Okay, CompassionDelivered.org. You know, I, I'm thinking, you know, a lot of times uh, people are part of faith communities or other kinds of things, and they do, you know, meal trains for people who have, have need, but uh, this sounds like an amazing organization because there's you know, probably a lot of people who, who don't have, you know, a group to come around them and like make them meals. I think that's, I think that's really awesome. I'm glad you shared that. Thank you. Do they have a, just one office location or are they mostly just remote or? The office location is they're working out of their home. It's Mm -hmm. a couple who started this, Amanda and Daniel Anschutz. And they make the meals. A church has um, let them come in and use their kitchen. Mm. So they make all the meals there. Uh, volunteers deliver the meals every week. They have really, like I said, they even during COVID, they have really stepped up. And, and it was one of those things where, how, how could you not? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, it's, that's awesome. I, I didn't even know. And now I know. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Denise. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this uh, they would have had a big fundraiser this year, uh, and they were not mm-hmm. able to do that, obviously. They have mm-hmm. a big gala that they put on every October, and uh, they try something different to raise money through a little drive-through uh, experience. Mm. Um, they were able to raise some money, but again, you know, just like every other nonprofit, you know, right mm. now they're just not getting the donations that they typically would because everybody's focus is elsewhere. So yeah. it's a great organization, and I like to support them. Oh. And we'll we'll definitely share we'll share the link to their website in our podcast transcript and and so it'll be available there for people to find as well. Thanks, Denise, for that. Cool. Oh, you're welcome. So tell us a little bit about your career in marketing. Um, how you know how long have you been in marketing and how have things evolved over the years? Well, you know, I'm an old person. So. <laughs> like like me. <laughs> Been <laughs> doing this back in the old days. Actually, I I kind of started by accident. It was one of those moments where I was working for a builder, basically doing admin uh, things for them, and they needed someone to put together brochures and write descriptions of their homes. And so I started doing that. I'm like, hey, I'm really good at making them look good. You know, maybe I should you know further my education. But the building industry, you know, 2007, 2008, kind of really took a nosedive. That was when the economy was really kind of bad. Yeah. So I could kind of see the writing on the wall. On the wall, I could. I knew that I would have to look for another. If I wanted to continue in marketing, which I thought this is my passion, uh, I would have to finish getting my degree, which I started many years before, mm-hmm. and then I would have to look elsewhere. So, in the middle of all that. Uh, going to the University of Akron, getting my degree, I started at Graphic Enterprises and Copy Co. 13 years ago. 
Mm-hmm. When I first started there, they really didn't have a marketing department. Their advertising and marketing was spending thousands of dollars in yellow page ads. Oh, wow. wow. Talk about old school. Yeah. Right. Right. Interesting. And that was normal for their industry to do that. So, well, this seems like very appropriate time to ask how uh, how the marketing function is structured at at uh, at Graphic Enterprises and CopyCo. So, um, tell us a little bit more about that evolution, then. Right. So I had to bring them into this century. So, um... <laughs> You're not that old. <laughs> Trailblazer. Not at all. You were. <laughs> Uh, I'm a grandma for crying out loud. Um, That's only a title. That's not an age. That's right. That's That's, right. That is true. That is true. Well, uh, we started looking at the website, which was barely functioning at that time. Mm -hmm. And there were so many more things that you could do with the website. And basically, when I got there, you could go on, you can request a service call, or you could request someone send you supplies. Mm. So that has come a long way, still has a long way to go. As you know, it changes daily. <laughs> right. Um, every time I say something like, oh, we really have to work on our SEO, <laughs> they'll say, now, what is that again? <laughs> okay. So so you're still dragging them into this, into the century, I a little still, bit. Got it. Yeah. You know, we call them legacy employees, people that have been around in the industry for years and years and years. And, mm. you know, they are all about feet on the streets, making the phone calls, Mm -hmm. which is what you should do. But there are other ways that you can get those inbound leads, which would make their lives so much easier. So, Mm -hmm. and I I guess that speaks to, um, you know, how sales and customer service and marketing might work together at, uh, at, at CopyCo or? It's just, it's complicated just mm-hmm. because there are two companies mm-hmm. and, you know, writing marketing for one, you have to do a separate but equal marketing plan for the next one. Some things are similar, but you can't mm-hmm. do the same thing, especially when you're writing, you know, two website content. And then you're working with our service department and they have needs that they need to do. And then you have our supply sales and then you have our feet on the street equipment representatives that that go out there and it's it's just a delicate dance i guess mm, i like that uh you know that uh, that makes me that makes me think you know you aren't alone i'm sure in old school organizations that you know are are looking to you know new technology to to help with the marketing and the sales what advice do you have for other marketing managers? Like, you know, I guess I didn't define this originally. Um, do you have a team that you're working with? Are you, you know, kind of um, falling solo? And then how, you know, what, what advice do you have for, for other people in similar organizations? I am flying solo. Mm-hmm. I am the sole marketing person. Mm-hmm. Any support that I have, well, I have some IT support. I have a digital marketing team that I work with, also they, website designers. Are they in-house or you work with or not? Oh, we, we contract with them. They're not okay. in-house. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So my advice would be to keep learning. Mm. Learn everything. You know, mm-hmm. learn about design. You might be designing your own, not just website, but your own brochures, your own flyers mm-hmm. your, to support your sales team. You know, a lot of times they say, if I only had a piece of paper that I could drop off and 
say that I was there, you know, they're, they're going to want some sort of special or something to help explain what they are and what they do. Mm-hmm. So learn design, learn the, the back end of how search engine optimization works. Mm-hmm. Don't put all your, your eggs in one basket, though. So you have to learn about algorithms, learn about um, how Twitter works, how Facebook works, mm-hmm. learn about advertising, learn about Google. You just have to constantly learn about everything that you can because all we have, you know, it's hard to sometimes prove ROI. Mm. And uh, all we have is, is what we, we can prove that we've done. So we have data, mm-hmm. you know. Yay, data. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> data. <laughs> Well, that's a great, actually a great segue. How are you using data? I mean, what have you, I guess, what have you found to be the most valuable data asset that, that you're measuring? Anything that I can take to our company president, he'll go, huh, (laughs) wow. Um, (laughs) The huh, wow stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, things that I take hands like, okay, what is what is our is anything you can pull up on on your near Google is mm-hmm. uh, you know, what what pages are visited most? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're finding blogs that somebody wrote many years ago. <laughs> Who would that be? <laughs> Wait, me? Oh <laughs> I don't <laughs> Ms. Jennifer Carroll. Um a very, very smart lady. Oh uh, thank you. Just yeah, I, well, I mean you know, back then it was actually a new concept writing blogs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Fairly new, especially yeah. in our industry. Yeah. Um, it, it, as a way to get keywords onto your website that, you know, Uncle Google can't come in and say, <laughs> eh, we're not lo- recognizing that anymore. So it was a way to do that. So we knew that we had to do something um, to get that information on our website and make us look smart. Mm-hmm. You know, we contacted a very smart lady to help us do that. But those <laughs> blogs, Famous plug. Thank you. Those blogs are still doing very well. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that it, that they are, but they still are doing very well. So off show them stuff like that. Like you know, I told you we shouldn't stop writing blogs because <laughs> look at this. They're still they're still you know doing very well. People are visiting our, our website just to get that information. You know, right now it's about our, our digital. How well are we do Google ads? Uh, we work with. Um, one of our manufacturers, HP, and they're very much into digital advertising. So mm-hmm. we have to do a certain amount of ad placement, things like that, so that HP will say, okay, you know, we'll reimburse you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything that I can show him that, that, okay, last year we had this many visitors to our site, this year we had this many visitors to our site, that impresses him. Mm-hmm. And then what are they doing when they get there, right? Mm-hmm. What, are, what, right. what pages are they visiting? What are they, are they hanging on? Stuff like that. Yeah, which I, I mean, I think speak to not just the searchability of those blog posts, uh, you know, certainly, as you said, keywords, you know, but also probably from a user standpoint, there's something there that is worthwhile, that's, you know, educational, informative, et cetera, that, that gets their attention and that keeps them there to to explore right. uh, other parts of the website. Yeah. So bringing your end users or your visitors value, um, that's, that's huge. Um, and really yeah. that's right. That was the, the whole thing behind content marketing. 
that was the purpose from the start, right? Is yeah. To provide uh, value to to your, your and and I think in some ways that was a uh, kind of a, a sort of a whole new concept. I'm not saying that marketers never provided value before. Uh, that's certainly not the case. But I think that that idea of using education or you know valuable information as, as a way to reinforce your brand as well as draw people to to it it was was kind of a you know a revolutionary concept in marketing um obviously it's matured quite a bit now but um it's still right. that's still the the goal that's still the you know why why you do it right marketing with intent now instead of just mm-hmm. blowing out the keywords mm-hmm. and you know making sure they're in there somewhere now it's with intent you know 10 years ago that was a new concept yeah yeah. Just like with, uh, yeah, how how you evolved marketing at at Copyco and Graphic Enterprise online. Now it uh, has an evolution of its own. Well, I like what you had to say too about you know learning. Obviously, that's one of our guiding principles at Day to Dames is learn, always be learning. And I I liked how you talked about how you provide. Uh, other kinds of content for the sales team. And uh, I'm sure that that's a really valuable thing for, you know, marketing to be, to be doing and working hand in hand with sales, you know, as you mentioned that, you know, it's not just the online content, although I think that's, that's key. It's, you know, making sure that they have what they need in their hands to, to do what they need to do. And that's probably, I, I would guess that's a big part of your work. Right. I mean, they have to be able to tell a story. Mm-hmm. and provide the customer with not only their story, but what all we can do now. So, you know, it used to be just copiers, and copiers can do all these things now. Now it's you know, we've added printers. Now we've managed IT services. I mean, mm-hmm. it's print services. And you know, just keep, we keep, as a company, adding value, and it's mm-hmm. harder and harder to tell that story in a 30-second <laughs> elevator speech. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, that's what sales are used to doing. Mm -hmm. So we have to find ways for them to be able to tell their story and keep the message consistent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you get these young people come in and then you have these legacy employees and they're Mm -hmm. all doing it differently, Mm -hmm. but the message has to be consistent. So that's another way that, that marketing is, is in there, helping them guide that piece of it. And, you know, messaging is something that I talk a lot about with clients. You've kind of talked about, you know, the messaging from product and service standpoint. I'd like to like maybe flip that a little bit and and ask about how do you find out what the pain points for your primary audiences are? How do you find out what those pain points are, those those challenges they're facing so that you can align your messaging with the, what those pain points are? It's conversations with uh, our sales staff, mm-hmm. you know, going into their weekly meetings and, you know, talking about, you know, what's, what's happening out there. What, why were, why did you not make this sale, but this sale, why were we able to meet their needs here? Mm-hmm. Having those conversations. Sometimes it's people writing in just an email just saying, Hey, you know, you did a great job. You were able to do this, this, and this. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, if that person found our, what we had valuable, how can we capitalize on that and make that available to everybody and make sure that message is out there consistently as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's another, uh, you, yeah, another example of where you're working hand in hand with sales. 
you know, while you said it's a, a delicate dance, I'm definitely, you know, hearing you say it's it's also, you know, a critical aspect of of what you do every day as a marketer. And I I still encounter, you know, businesses where, you know, sales, customer service and marketing are all siloed. Doesn't sound like that's a <laughs> that's not a great strategy. No, it's it's never going to be a great strategy because you, you'll never if you're the marketing person and you're in a silo and you're just throwing darts. Mm-hmm. If you're not communicating with your even our service team, they'll come up with some things that you know we should be doing this better. We should be doing this better. Okay, well let's see how we can do that. It, it's again keeping those lines of communication open, making sure that they know that you they can come to you and that you're listening. You have to work with your sales team. It's not ever going to be easy, but, (laughs) and I could tell you plenty of stories. However, however, um, (laughs) however, um, however, but that's, that's, that's part of the job. If Mm -hmm. if you're not working with your sales team, if you're not figuring out what their needs are and you're not making sure that, you know, they won't cooperate with you and send the the consistent message out unless Mm -hmm. they're getting what they feel like they need as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. That's yeah. Well said. Well, 2020 has, I'm sure been a fun year, right? <laughs> not. Mm, yeah. Mm, not. Not. <laughs> uh, and I know that plenty of marketers or pivot has been the word, right? I, I'm right. Oh, sorry. Over the year of the pivot. Yep. The year mm. of the pivot overused. Sorry, but we'll, <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess, what would you say you know, when we say adjustment instead of pivot, um, what what is what's your biggest challenge that you're that you're looking at right now, and how you know how are you contemplating or adjusting? What's that look like for you? You know, I had this this genius marketing plan for this year <laughs> that you rolled out was, in January. <laughs> that I rolled out in January, and then March it came to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I guess the the adjustment had to be making sure that the customer knew that, especially at the beginning, the essential companies that we were working for, the hospitals, the police departments, Mm -hmm. the doctor's offices, those messages had to be, hey, we're still here. We're open because we have to support you and we're supporting essential businesses, so we are considered essential, so we're still here. So the Mm -hmm. messages changed from, hey, we've got this product, we've got this product, to we're still here. We're going to support you. We still have a service team. We still have salespeople that will get you set up to help your workers work from home. Mm-hmm. We've got our IT support that will help you um, make sure that the workers that are working from home are safe and they're not getting any bugs and things in their equipment. If we need to get you a printer and a laptop, we can you know certainly handle that. So the message had to had to change quite a bit to to cater to people going home and working from home. Mm-hmm. It went from you know, large pieces of office equipment to let's, let's make sure that you have everything that you need, your printer if you need one, your laptop if you need one, your IT backup if you need one. Mm-hmm. That's how we messaging had to completely change in March. Yeah. And how did you, what, was, what do you think was the most effective channel for getting that message out? Where, where did you see like people really getting that message the best? Yeah, that is a great question. And I, I'm not sure I can answer that because we, I myself was in panic mode. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I just, uh, 
I sent emails out mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. Is there anything that you need? Here's what we have, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I made sure that our website had the message on there saying we are still open. Mm-hmm. Um, we, are, we are taking all the precautions necessary. We changed the messaging on our service. And people requested service on our website and filling out the form. We had to change the form to say, is there anything that we should know ahead of time, any safety protocol that we should know ahead of time before we come out there? And then making sure our service department called them ahead of time to make sure they could still get in. And there were customers that were completely shut down. Yes, they're a copy of your book, but you can't come in. Mm-hmm. So that, does that answer your question? I, I, yeah. I Yeah. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know it's kind of like, I feel like it's still an evolving process to get messaging heard right now. Uh, there's right. so much noise. Um, Annalise and I've talked about that uh, many times that there's, there's a lot of noise going on right now and lots of layers of, of challenge this year. It's not just like one challenge. It's been like 10. So or more, right. ten or more, right? And yeah, we're we're just uh, we're all just on you know focused on let's let's get to let's just put one foot in front of the other right now. So I get it. And so I I guess that um, brings me to the question. You know, what wisdom have you gained? And and I mean, obviously, I think if our listeners didn't already know, you're you know B two B marketer, and there's B two B challenges that are very unique. What do you feel like has been some wisdom that you would like to share with with other marketers who, like you, are in B2B and who are pivoting, who are, uh, you know, adjusting and um, putting one foot in front of the other right now? Uh, Don't panic. (laughs) Don't do what I did. No, (laughs) no, just kidding. No, no, no. Um, I think probably the biggest advice would be just to be open to the change. I think as a marketing person, this is something that you do anyway, Mm -hmm. you know, that you're just kind of open to the changes that have to be made and, and be able to adjust, you know, according to the wind at any given moment. And, Mm -hmm. you know, especially a single marketer, you know, working for a large company, uh, being able to do a lot with just a little. So, you know, don't be afraid of change, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid to try something new. Don't get so bogged down in something that you, you know, I think that was one of the things that I did early on is just like mm-hmm. put so much into, you know, really be passionate about this one piece of your marketing, whole marketing plan that you just focus on that. Just don't be too married to any certain part of, of your marketing plan. Sometimes you get those and you're passionate about it and you just want it to go, 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 and it doesn't work. So just not be afraid to, to say, to, to let that go, bring on the next thing, mm-hmm. and to be open-minded, I guess, is the biggest thing. Don't panic and be open-minded. I think that goes well with what we, we talk about when we talk about digital marketing being a long game. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And it's it's more of a marathon than a than a sprint. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people also have the the misperception that that digital marketing is like fast 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 when actually it it takes time and effort to to put all these pieces into place and then like you said you need to recognize like you know okay, we put this piece into place, it's not performing the way we want it to. We need to go in a different direction and that's okay. Yeah, I bet those initial blog posts didn't perform for a couple of months. Like you didn't really see the outcomes or the the fruit of that labor for typically it's, I mean, three to six months is what we say for like a short, short time to look at 
uh, return on something like mm-hmm. that. Um, depends on what industry right. and and how competitive the field is. But yeah, I mean, and then but now you're seeing you you're still seeing outcomes from that content, which is what how, how many years now that that content has existed? Gosh, that's what what got to be like eight eight nine years ago. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that's kind of cool and an yeah. example that it's yeah. like still giving back. And and we talk about like the paid side of online search and online marketing and how like it's it's more of a short game. And, and as soon as you stop running your ads, you stop getting leads and how that contrasts with the, the organic and the, the long term stuff like blog content yeah. on your site. Right. Yeah. And I think the other piece, too, is like you do not have to be in every single social media out mm-hmm. there. Wait, wait, wait. Um, say that again. Yeah, say, say, that again. say that again. <laughs> say that again. <laughs> Just because it's available does mm-hmm. not mean you have to be on every single piece of social media. So and you're I not doing TikTok was, yet? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I I tried, but these copiers, there's just nothing sexy about a copier. <laughs> That's awesome. They did they wouldn't do a video for you. No. They wouldn't do a video. Um, TikTok is another one. They refused. Um, <laughs> they just never picked up the move. Oh, yeah. those those uncooperative so, copiers. No, that's wisdom because yes, that I is mean, wisdom. Yeah, we have to talk to like any handful of clients that we've gotten over the years like they'll they'll be like yeah we're you know we're here here and here and you know what's what what should our strategy be and usually we're like well let's figure out which of those platforms you really should be active on and kind of forget about the rest Mm -hmm. yeah you spread yourself too thin especially well that goes back to you being the only person in your role you you know you don't have like you're not surrounded by you know, a huge team, you, you know, I imagine you have to choose, pick and choose your, like you said, pick and choose your strategies because you're only one person. Now you have like support. Um, but again, you're, you know, you're, you're kind of, I don't want to say flying solo, but yeah, you've, you've got a lot of things you've got to manage. So I imagine you have to be pretty selective. Right. Where can I get the biggest bang for my buck? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. of course that's so cliche, but you know, (laughs) honestly, you know, if you're trying to come up with content for every single thing and then you find yourself repeating the same content for every little thing, you know, you have five social media platforms that you're using and you're trying to create content for all five of them, then you find yourself running out of content, running out of ideas, mm-hmm. and then you're repeating them all. I and mean, just I feel like you just lose a little credibility. Mm-hmm. So you just have to focus and do that. That's another big thing we talk about a lot. Yep. Focus. Focus. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Denise, you have a ton of wisdom. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously. Um, oh, thank you. Oh, no. Um, tell us, what is what are you learning right now since you love to learn? And we love that. Or what is bringing you joy? Yeah. Well, you know, in the year of COVID, we are focusing on the little things. <laughs> the thing that is bringing me joy, as you as you both know, is my mm-hmm. granddaughter. She's mm-hmm. five months old today. Mm-hmm. She's just so stinking cute right now. <laughs> and they just sent me a, a video of her just giggling. Uh-huh. That's Aww. awesome. And at the, at the dog. It is so cute. But, yeah, I mean, that's new for me. And she looks so much like, you know, I have twin girls. Mm-hmm. And she looks so much like them because he triplets when they were babies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a bizarre 
you know, deja vu kind of experience. But it's, yeah. Yes. It's so, it's just so fun. And she's just so sweet. And, and by me constantly <laughs> trying to be with this baby, um, I'm also spending more time, you know, with my daughters too. Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, parenting has changed a little bit, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do believe it. Right. Uh, things that, you know, we did, they don't do now of and, course. and vice versa. Right. Yeah. So, right. uh, so you're just, you know, I, I'm learning, you know, the different, you have to use special water for formula now. Oh, um, yeah. Just little okay. random things. The technology that they have for babies now, there's this, this sock thing that you can monitor their sleep. Oh, huh. so for SIDS or other kinds of like breathing and that kind of thing? Yeah, so you see how often they wake up, see mm. if they, you know, their oxygen levels are, you know, dip at any given point. They're like, did I ever want to know that information? Right. I was going to say, are we are we lucky that we're alive? Because like our our parents had none of that, none of that stuff. Like, right. it's amazing we're breathing. <laughs> and, and, um... I mean, there's an app for that. I mean, she can turn <laughs> on. Yeah. That's the new. That's the new thing. Um, she can turn on the sound machine from her phone, mm-hmm. and I'm in the baby's room. And she turns on that sound when I'm trying to get her, to, you know, to sleep or whatever. Uh, and she can turn it on and off. From there. I mean, there's an app for everything with babies now. Yeah, my kids are um, my kids are pretty much grown, so I I, I missed out on the app for that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. That's. Yeah, that's actually I haven't I haven't really talked to anybody for a while and who's who's got you know a young baby so that's really actually pretty interesting. So are you yeah. kind of, are you are you feeling like you're embracing all of that or eh, not so much? Or? I I don't know. I it's like you know I had twins and we had bumper pads and they don't do that anymore and <laughs> you know. I didn't have like a video monitor where I can look at my phone to see if my baby is awake or not. I just listened. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm just fascinated by it all. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. I am fascinated by all of it. And mm-hmm. I like to learn anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, a, that's a source of education for me. And, of course, I have a million questions, which drives my daughter crazy. But um, I'm uh-huh. just curious. Like, are, is that necessary? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I love it. I love your, um, yeah, I just, I love your desire to, to keep learning and the curiosity. And, um, I just think that that makes you probably a great grandma and although that didn't sound good. You're not a great grandma. You are, you are a grandma who is great. Is that great? (laughs) A grandma who is great. And uh, also a great marketer, Denise. Of course, I, I have known you a long time and, um, I, I just really appreciate that you that you came and talked with us today. Well, actually, you're we're we're, we're social distancing remotely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, remotely. <laughs> um, and just appreciate all the wisdom that you shared. Um, I yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Well, yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me on today. Thanks for even considering me for um, <laughs> thinking that I had wisdom. I appreciate that. And I also appreciate, uh, you know, relationships and getting to know Annalisa mm-hmm. now. I, I love surrounding myself with really smart people mm-hmm. who are passionate about what they do. You know, markers, we got to stick together. Yeah. yeah. It gives us like a multiplication of learning. Yeah. 
Because, like, we're learning right. and you're learning. And, yeah, when we right. get together, it's, like, yeah, great to share. I say, and just validating. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're the lone marketer in your company and you're dealing with rows and columns people and um, you're, like, hey, this is where I think we should go. And they're, like, mm, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> and then you meet with a bunch of marketers, like, oh, my gosh, that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. So it helps. Validation sometimes, yeah. 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 Denise, we appreciate you. We appreciate um, the professional relationship we've developed and and for all the wisdom that you shared. Thank you. Thanks. It was fun. That wraps up another episode of Meaningful, Measurable Marketing. If you manage marketing, sales, customer service, or operations for a growing small business, we hope you found this podcast helpful. Any tool, resource, or article we reference can be found in the show notes for this episode. And if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast or left us a review, we hope you'll do both today. I'm Jen Carroll. My co-host, Annalisa Hilliard, and I are marketing strategy consultants, and together we are the Data Dames of Data Dames Marketing. Learn more about us at datadamesmarketing.com.